Welcome to the Power Block Fitness Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truax. Kitty Truax, how are you going to deal with 97 degrees in golf this weekend? I'm going to enjoy it. Really? I'm going to live through it. I love yep. the attitude because I'm just, I've, I've said for years that, and you haven't known me long enough to, to believe this, but it is true. I don't bitch about the weather in Minnesota. I will rave about it, but we live here. Now, this is normally talking about the winter, right? Yes. Like when it's zero degrees and everybody's, I'm like, what, or do, less. what, what, what do you think this doesn't happen here? You, you know, I mean, I, so I don't, I don't. We're colder than Alaska. I don't. Yeah. We are. You know, I, I no, I know because of the coast, but yes, yes. Just, I don't bitch about it. It's cold, but I'm really close because 97 degrees in early June. Come on. That's a doozy. I'm going to ride That's a, a cart. I'm going to ride a cart, not drink beer. And uh, try to put as much water down my, the one nice thing, the one really nice thing. Do tell. I don't have to do a lot of warming up. Got a boy. <laughs> it's gonna be, I'm going to be loose as a goose. That's How a, loose is your goose? I'm playing both days. My partner's doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's three in a row. That's, a, that's I don't impressive. know if that's smart. Well, uh, I'll oh, be out there. Because Friday's going to be warm, I'll too. I'll be out there a couple days, too. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, golf is, is meant to be walked, for, in my opinion. For the most part, and I, there are exceptions. You know, you want to. I don't judge people who ride a cart. So that's even though I'm you're not, a purist. I yes, but <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, when you compete, you can't. Yes. Like if you're in amateur events and things like that. So you know, and I my hometown course, they wouldn't consider anybody down there wouldn't consider walking if they just wouldn't play if the course was too wet because sometimes you get in that situation. Oh yeah. But check this out, and I want to know your opinion. And we'll talk about our, we'll talk about our guest. Last uh, on on Memorial Day, I took my nephew, thirteen years old. He plays varsity golf, but it's a small town. He's about the sixth. He's the sixth guy on the, t- the team. If you don't know how it works in high school golf, and you probably don't, do you? No. Okay. They they play six and they count four. So two guys could shoot a million, but f- they have to count the four best sure. scores. So his score has counted, but a lot of times, but he's that it's a small town and it's a good experience for him. So he's shooting around 95 to 100. Okay. But hopefully next year he's 85 to 90 or better and then by ninth grade, et cetera. But they had their uh, region or section tournament Tuesday. So the day before on the holiday, I said, let's go play golf at that course. Yeah. Well, I, I made the decision last minute. The course was too full, so we went to a neighboring course that I actually competed at when I was in high school. And I, I call him and I say, it's 11 a.m. I said, are, by chance, are you open? We just had a cancellation at 1257. Great, we'll take it. Lucky two golfers, Jason Lindsay. Boom, show up, see a sign on the first hole. Golfers are starting at number three today. Instantly, I'm like, this. I don't like the sound of this. I walk in, they're like, yeah, we got uh, we got a little too much rain last night, and everybody's starting at three. I'm like, how am I playing 18 holes? You know, I immediately went into Karen mode. I'm not kidding. I mean, because I did was, you Karen? I did. You did. I did a little you bit. Gary. I know. I'm not proud of it, but I, this is this is what I do sometimes. So, <laughs> I need more. I need more kitty vibes in my life. Apparently, because I'm like, I go, hey, uh, I'm only playing eighteen. You I would have been excited the, to play golf. Yeah, but uh, okay, I'm not paying full price. I want to play eighteen holes. I keep. L- let me get all the. Petu- I get it. Let me get all the petulant, stupid, first world problems let out of the go. way. Right. Sure. I count my score. I put it in the gin, the handicap, and now everything's compromised. And I'm playing a match with my nephew. I give him strokes. All this stuff is just going out the window. Now, if I had to calm down, it might have been okay. But they're like, you can play 10 and 11 and after. Well, now, in the, while people are playing, you know, you have to jump in. The whole thing, I said, we're just going to do a nine. 
it all worked out because after on the ninth green they blew the horn there was a storm coming through so, <laughs> so you just played nine so anyway. it ended up working out anyway but my question is it sounds like you answered it you'd have no problem with that no pa- paying full price to get 16 holes can't play one and two no problem. I'm, I'm just grateful to be on the course. Well, oh my God. Now, here we go. Grateful to be alive. All right. All right. That's not what I said. All right. Well, hey, listen. And I'm that as well. How grateful do you think our guest is today to have two gold medals? Medals. Uh, one gold, one bronze. Oh, sorry. Two. No problem. Okay. Well, I thought it was two gold. One gold in Utah. Well, I went to Hadam on and if one I know. Bron- <laughs> <laughs> He's not a double gold medal? No. He got one Jeez, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and yeah. a bronze medal in. What was it? Turin, Italy. And he did it in the Paralympics. Correct. Which we're excited and, and I hope you're excited to listen to hear him talk about that because that's pretty cool. He's uh, hockey. Sledge hockey. And his disability is? A polio. Well, but I mean like. Left leg. Okay. Yes. So, all right. But a goalie. Correct. With, with a left leg that doesn't. Well, we'll ask him these questions. Yeah. But Wow. That's He's cool. such a cool cat. I've known him for over a decade. So, you, so you've known him. So a lot of times I'll ask you, what are you most excited? And you, maybe I can still ask you, but you know him so well that is there anything that you want to ask him that you don't know the answer to that you have on this sheet? I do, actually. You know, yeah. we're friends. We we used to sing karaoke together. He used to sing La Bamba for me when I used to run karaoke shows and things like that. So I know him socially. Are you surprised I don't know him. No, not surprised at all, are you, Dan? Nope. Wait, uh, wait! You're the person at the croaky. Absolutely, run the croaky. Yeah, I've got Jason in the hole, and Dan. Dan is up next. So, okay, real quick, and then we'll get Manny in. Yeah, here. yeah. Isn't a big part of that job, especially early on, getting people to be have the courage? Or, yes. Right. It's depending on the venue, but most venues. So you, you'd seem like you'd be good at that. Are you going out there going, "Hey, don't you want to sing? You know, you want to sing?" Or what? Or what is the yeah, secret. I mean, you get your following. And you, then you have to sing when it's dead air, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Or, you know. or I'd, I'd play my playlist and I'd dance my face off. Hey, what but if, I did a lot of duets with people to kind of get them out of their shell a little. Kitty and the Entourage. Correct. When, when, when are you playing next? The 25th of June. That's a Friday. I'll be in Marshall, Minnesota. Again? Well, no, but during the day. Actual well, actual tournament. Then we're playing a brewery that I'll have you come to in Excelsior. How about Wait, that? no, but you're playing an evening on the 25th, right? Correct. Yeah, you'll be what home. What time? Or where, where at and what time? Good question. I'll yeah, have to get back to you on that. Way to go. Podcast go, at powerblock.com. Well, you know, enough about you, Kitty. Let's get. <laughs> about time. Let's get to Manny Guerra Jr. Let's do it. And Kitty, check this out. We couldn't get who we wanted on the phone, and you called your friend Manny. He's five minutes away, and he drove on in. Isn't that awesome? I'm kidding. Manny Guerra <laughs> in the I, house. I'm kidding. I'm excited to have. Well, I'm excited to have Manny and learn about Manny. And I've read about a little bit about him because you gave me some stuff. Some stuff. deep dive. Yeah, but he's our first in studio guest. He's sitting right here in front uh, of me. I'm honored. Thanks, guys, I, for having me. Yeah. This is cool. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you got a nice facility here. It's cool. Yeah. It's very clean. Yeah. We enjoy having you, Manny. Thank you, I, Manny. Let's start with, uh, if you don't mind, how you know Kitty Truax. Well, uh, she, you know, me, long story short, I, uh, I was in my local bar and uh, she happened to do karaoke. I told you. It's simple. You know, so she's uh, trying to verify know, the story. I like to sing <laughs> a little bit. And the next thing you know, she, yeah, next thing you know, we've known each other for like I don't know, 13? 12, 13 years. Yeah. Plus, yeah. What bar? It's a little, it's a little dive bar in Hamill, Minnesota, which is right next to it's called In Cahoots. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's still there. It's, I still go there. I've been going there in like nineteen years now. Wow, <laughs> you know I 
I don't think I know where Hamill is. Do I know where Hamill it's, is? If, if you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah, it's like it's like six blocks, eight blocks long. It's literally kind of Medina. Fifty five, yeah, fifty five and one hundred and one, right around there. Yeah, just so I, I think I've been. Pa- is it what what highway is in cahoots off of? Fifty five. It's yeah. like a little. So if I'm driving to Buffalo, yep, yep. that's where I know it. I've been Bingo. past in cahoots. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. is a dive. It's it's like a block. <laughs> it's a block in from fifty five. You can't really see it from the street, but it's there. So. Yeah. I enjoy dive bars. Yeah. It's my favorite. Also, oh yeah, those are my favorite. I go to CC I Club every other CC week. Club. I always I always look at the ceiling when I go in a bar because that's how I'll tell like yeah okay yes. this is a dive bar. The ceiling's like just falling apart. Oh, this is my joint. This is my jam. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. That's why we get along, many fresh. <laughs> so wow, that's cool. Good relationship started at karaoke. Mm-hmm. It did. Can Kitty sing? Is she okay? She can sing. I actually saw her what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you came to see the band. Yeah, she, she's she's actually progressed. She's actually gotten better at it. So yeah, thanks, man. Kudos. You, can Manny sing? Manny can sing. Yes, he can. He sings Jay Z and Alicia Keys with me. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. that. No. So, <laughs> so check this out. Check this out, Manny. What's your last name, Manny? Guerra. It's Guerra. In Junior. Spanish, it's Guerra. Guerra. Yeah, I'm Junior. Junior. Manny Guerra Junior. Yeah. Manny Guerra. Where did you grow up? Uh, Chicago. I was born and raised there. My parents are from Guadalajara, Mexico. Tequila country. Or tequila state, whatever, out of school. They're from Mexico, but yep. they raised you in Chicago. Yeah, they eventually naturalized and, and started yeah. the Big Bang family. What part of there. Chicago? Like Southside. No, straight inner city, Southside. Really? Yeah. Near, near the White Sox Stadium? Well, the funny part is my dad was a Cubs fan, so I'm on like 97 the commercial way south, and we used to trek on the on the on the train with my uncle Vincent or Vinny, and travel like an hour and a half. I was to gonna go say to it's got to be at least an hour and fifteen. Yeah, it was it, every every week. I remember be, I remember being like five six years old, and and they were bleacher bumps, so they'd take you know shirts would come off, beers would be flowing. They they'd lose me all my the time. kind of peeps. I yeah. that I'm jealous because I've never been to that stadium. Now I'm a Twins fan oh, from Minnesota, it's but amazing. I've been by it, you know, and I know I know where it is, and I've driven around it. But wow, yeah, it's an amazing stadium. It's it, even though they remodel it, it's you know it's got the new the, flare stuff. It still reminds. And me I of saw it. your birth date, Sounds, so you're yeah. ten years older than me. So you're 57, 58. I'm fifty three. Yeah, I'll be oh, 50, I'll hell? be fifty four in the uh, in, in a couple months. You get the birth date wrong, and I yeah. apologies. Yeah. It said sixty three on your Wikipedia. Oh, did it? Well, yeah. I don't manage that, so I don't know. But I saw <laughs> I saw sixty eight somewhere. Sixty eight, right? It's sixty seven actually. Okay, well, yeah, seven seven sixty seven. But so. we do a good job. Okay, seven seven sixty seven. Yeah, that's so. cool. So yes. I don't know how that Wikipedia popped. I mean, it popped up after the gold medal, but I don't know who maintains it. I know people contribute. Okay, well, the, the reason I brought it up, Manny, was yeah. it's not because like, <clears> I care how old you are, it's, but in well, in the context of you went to the. Wrigley Field when there wasn't lights. Yeah, it was yeah, all it was, day it was games. All day games. Yeah, yeah exactly. One twenty p.m. They added. They added them in like the eighties. Was it like 87, uh, 88 or It something? was eighties. Yeah, eighties until yeah. I remember the night the the lights came on. Everybody was so pissed. Like everybody was just like all the neighborhood was like, oh my god, all the purists. Yeah, right. So that was a great reminisce. But, but look at them now. I mean, crap. They won a world championship, yeah. and they every every game is almost sold out. It, the the curse of the goat gone. Gone, gone 2016. Gone forever, yeah. I remember exactly where I was. I was at the VFW in Uptown. But, you know. I was at Cowboy Jacks in Plymouth. <laughs> we just like to hang out in bars, don't we? <laughs> this is called Power Block Bar co- right. Podcast. <clears throat> I know a lot of bars. The, uh, <laughs> hey, that's fine. You like tequila or no? I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did you get to Minneapolis, Manny? So, um, uh, so I was born and raised in Chicago. And I'll give you just a little bit of backtrack yeah, about, about me. Uh, so I was born in '67. Uh, my mom died when I was born. Uh, she wasn't uh, she was wasn't supposed to have me, and she made a decision to just go through with the pregnancy. So it cost her her life. 
about a year later, after I got my polio vaccination, I got polio. So that was my introduction into this world. <clears throat> so it was, it was controversial. There was, you know, it was, there was some tragedy in there, et cetera. But eventually, you know, I grew up in inner city Chicago, made my way through schools. Uh, I participated in some sports, the ones that I could. But I was always a gym rat or a park and rec rat every night and eventually ended up in Minnesota in 88. So I graduated college, and my sister had family up here. So I used to come up here in the summers and was amazed by how much mm. green trees you guys had and how clean the downtown area was. So, in, you know, I grew up in Minnesota somewhat, right, every other summer, and that's how I wound up here. So she said, hey, you're done with school. You want to you know, start a new chapter in life, come up to Minneapolis. So you came up here in 1987? 88. I'm sorry, 88. Yeah, yeah. Did you live? Where did you move to? What was it? The suburbs? Uh, or did you live? In I the was city? in Columbia Heights. She yeah. lived in Columbia nice. Heights. Yeah, so right off of like 40th and University. Sure. But you had to have hung out. You had to do some First Avenue stuff. This is Prince years. You know, I to be honest, uh, I knew who Prince was. I loved his music, but I wasn't like I wasn't. Uh, I was a fan, but I wasn't really like I didn't really appreciate him as sure. much. Yeah. I do now. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I did obviously later in life when yeah. he was still alive. But really, uh, you know, when I got married. Uh, my wife at the time uh, was in uh, one of the movies, uh, Purple Rain. She was a dancer, so she was yeah. connected to yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had like uh, I don't know, high school photos, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. The collages, and everybody yeah. in that picture was everybody in yeah. the band. Yeah. 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 You know, so it, that's how that's how I really connected with yeah. that whole crew was because of her, because she had you know she had those roots. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, you brought up my favorite person in the entire world, I know. so I can talk about I always him try, for I try days. to work Princeton whenever I can and keep <laughs> Kitty you. so she doesn't <laughs> fail on this podcast, that. and I'm doing it by myself. So, no, that's cool. So you've stayed here ever since you love Minnesota? Yeah, you know, I, I still go back to Chicago, still go to the old neighborhood, and, and uh, I was I was kind of blessed that I had a family that always challenged me. You know, yes, I grew up with a disability, but they always pushed me. They always just mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. Go do what you want to do. And uh, so when I go back to the old neighborhood, you know, you get to see some of the high school uh, teammates, you know, or, you know, friends that, that you went to high school with. Some of them never got out. They're still there. Yeah, yeah. So I always reflect on that. Like, I got out and I did my thing. Yeah. Let's, do, let's talk about your disability. How old were you when you realized it was a disability? To be honest, um, I was 20. I was probably 19, 20 when I realized wow. I had a disability. Okay. And the reason I say that is because you're, you know, you're protected Somewhat, right? Yeah, in, in growing up in, in public school, right. in a high school setting, you know, I was just one of the guys. You know, I played ball, I did everything, I swam in high school. But it really was until you got into like after school, where you come out of your community, you come out of your support yeah. group, and you're in the real world. That you're dis- that, that that's kind of when I realized, like, wow, like, yeah, I, I have I have a slight disadvantage. I thought, you know, in, in some aspects, right? So. It was more optics than anything. Okay. Oh, so was, I was going to say, could you recall an instance where it was like, wow, this is this is Yeah, the- you know, when I was younger and when I was like 18, 19 after school, you know, just, just optically being aware that people were staring at you. Okay. You know, that you were different, that you walked with a limp, that you had, you know, atrophy in your legs. So really like going into restaurants or anything like that, that's when I kind of, all of a sudden I just developed like this, this uh, sense, right, yeah. that people were looking at you. That, well, that's awesome that you grew up, if I'm hearing you right, as a kid without really realizing it, which tells me you went to a good school, you weren't bullied, there wasn't any of that? No, no. Uh, um, so, you know, today we, with social media, there's a lot of bullying going on, right? Yeah. I'm aware of that. My kids, yes. uh, my kids when they were growing up, maybe that was the start of it, but really my grandkids today, you wouldn't believe the stuff that people post. Yeah. So 
I reflect on my childhood and my, you know, my guys, my neighborhood, my school, uh, they just treated me with respect and gave wow. me an opportunity to do whatever I wanted. Everything from being a, a, a school guard, you know, and crossing to, to doing whatever, right? So uh, there was no bullying. And there was one time where somebody did steal my 10-speed and, uh, you know, there's a lot of gangs in the neighborhood. And the next morning, my dad was mad at me, by the way, because he bought me a brand new Schwinn. He spent like, you know, my dad was a blue uh, uh, blue collar yeah. welder, right? Didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So somebody steals my 10-speed. The next day, uh, Marcus Feeney, Feena, Feener was the name, shows up, and he's holding the guy that stole my bike <laughs> by the nice. neck at the door. And he made him apologize. He's like, there's your 10-speed. Wow. So that's kind of like, 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 like it was, back. yeah, it was just hood, you know, hood justice, I guess if you call it, right? So, yeah, it's funny. And what what is the exact nature of the disability, if you don't mind? Cause yeah, so so polio is a, it's kind of, it's a weird virus. Uh, obviously, it was pretty prevalent in the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they had the outbreak, then they invented, uh, came up with a vaccine, of the, the, the uh, uh, anyways, the Sox vaccine. So v- the virus uh, enters your body and it travels a spinal cord after it makes a couple pit stops. And it decides where and when to engage the nerve cells or okay. that make up the you know the strand of signals sure. that comes from your brain to your muscles. So it just attaches to these broccoli ends of nerve cells and starts attacking them. So what happens is they separate, they form a gap. Okay. And wherever that gap is corresponds to a part of your body. So it could be your lungs, your legs. And so you have a form of paralysis for some time. So the synapse isn't firing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the signal gets cut short. Doesn't mean you can't feel hot, cold, pain in that area. Okay. It just means you can't move it. You, sure. Your brain can't sure. say move this muscle. So over time, it becomes atrophy. And some people get there, you know, over time, they reconnect. And then, so but it just depends on on your own, you know, your own makeup. Sometimes you can recover 100%. In my case, not so much. Yeah. So my left leg is what it, it affected. Gotcha. So I would love to know and actually speak about hockey just because yeah. it's such a big part. And with this disability that obviously brought you to a, a different yeah. space, how did you get into hockey? So, uh, it's, to be honest, I ac- yeah. by accident. Oh. I mean, it was just like meeting you at, at uh, in Cahoots. A great by, accident. By accident. Happy ones. It was a great accident. <laughs> so so uh, somebody asked me this last week. So basically when I came to Minnesota, uh, being, you know, 19, 20, whatever, um, I was like, yeah, I need to continue rehab and just make sure I touch base with a doctor because I don't know what the future brings. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to Sister Kenny Institute, which is part of Abbott now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my first doctor, he comes in. He's got two leg braces with two canes, and he had polio. But he had, he had it during the epidemic. His name sure. is Dr. Richard Owen. And um, I, you know, I started you know, getting to know him, you know, visit, you know, visit mm-hmm. after visit. About the third visit, he's like, Hey, have you ever tried uh, disability sports? You know, wheelchair sports. And I was like, Nah. You're like, What wheelchair? What do mm-hmm. I? I don't need that. You know, I can be good. Yeah. So he literally spent like a year trying to convince me to play any kind of wheelchair yeah. sport, whether it's basketball, tennis, softball, you name it. So uh, one about about a year or two years after I got here, I got hurt in an accident. Uh, somebody ran a red light, hit me, and my back was tweaked a little bit. So yeah. I'm going a little more. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't hang with the guys anymore. I couldn't play ball. You know, at the park, yeah. uh, you know, locally here in Minneapolis, and so I, I just, I gave in. I'm like, all right, stop bugging me, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we did it. And I, I, I think the first, uh, first session I had was wheelchair basketball, 
And I remember going up for a layup, and he just raked me across the arms. And I don't know who it was. Like, and it was I turned around. It was actually him. He had these big goggles, you know, big sport goggles on. He looked, he looked just mean. And that's when I got hooked. That's when I realized that sport is sport, regardless yes. of how you do it. They, they play for real, yeah. don't yeah. they? So in one of those trips to basketball, basketball night, I went down the hallway, and I looked to the right, and there's a, a door open, and there's a VCR tape of sled hockey. Wow. And I just, like, oh, man, I used to play boot hockey back in the day. So I go over there, and I even say hi to him. I just walk into his office, and I'm staring at the tape, and it ends. And I'm like, hey, I want to do that. And that's how it started. So wow. it's purely, you know, me wheeling by somebody's office. Sure. You know, I mean, who's to say I wouldn't have still played it, but maybe not as early. So how, that's that's how old literally are you? 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, Did you always know you want to be goaltender? How'd you end up in that position? Uh, I always played that when sure. I was a kid. So instant, instinctively, I was like, I want to be in the net. And so, you know, and I, and I actually, I'm, I'm super blessed that I did that in Chicago playing boot hockey. That's what I played. You know, and we used to take furniture pieces off, couch pieces, and tie them up and get a baseball glove. I mean, completely 100% on the cheap out. On the cheap out. Yeah. Yeah. Gold medal winner. Yeah, how'd you get into the Paralympics? 2002, Salt Lake City, you won a gold medal. Yeah. Walk us through that, starting with how that you got into Paralympics. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, from from that local uh, connection, we started a club in, uh, I'm trying to think, 90, 1991. And then uh, the first club in the United States, the North Stars slot hockey team. And uh, we reached out to the North Stars. They helped us out. And then uh, fast forward uh, 10 years uh, we had 20, 30 clubs around the country, and we had our first Paralympic team in 98, uh, Nagano, Japan. So we had our first U.S. representation, and I was a part of that, made that team, and then I kept going. You know, and, and people came and went, and I just kept going. Right, And so 2002 was our you know, home ice. It was yeah. uh, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, we were seated last. Uh, we had just lost in the championships the year before, dead last. You know, we were, what, eighth? And I, I remember the people in Salt Lake City were so cool. I mean, they were just like, keep your head up, keep working. We got a new coach in 2002 by the name of Rick Middleton. He was a former Boston Bruin, and uh, the rest is history. We, wow. We upset. Amazing. We went 6-0, and upset everybody, and, yeah, won in a shootout. So, yeah. I saw that you actually, three goals you saved from Norway in that game. Yeah, you know, right? yeah. So, I, it, you know, the shootout, you got to stop. I mean, ideally, you want to stop all five. The first two. It's funny because I knew exactly what they were going to do, and they still beat me. And I, you know, I kind of get to know some of the international sure. players' moves, and 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 I, I didn't stop them, so I was like super pissed at myself. So as we're as I'm coming back to the bench, and it's our turn to shoot, Rick, our coach, looks at me and goes, uh, "Are you going to stop the effing puck?" And I just <laughs> and I just looked at him and told him, "I think I gave him the effing bird or something." You know, I swore at him and yeah. said, "Like f off," right? And uh, and that got me fired up. Like that pissed me off, sure. you know. And then I just went out there and I just stopped the next three and we won. So that's what it takes sometimes. People get <laughs> Thanks, coach. people get on me of for course. cursing so much. This is an example. You oh, he he said uh, he says he said it at the right time because we had talked yeah, about you know it. What we talked about before the gold model game. He he comes over to me and takes me aside and he goes, uh, "Hey, uh, here's a shootout list. What do you think?" And I'm like. I don't care. Like I've been in yeah. shootouts, like, hundreds of shootouts. I'm good. Like, like I believe in what you want to do, and you know, it'll be a piece of cake. <laughs> what was it like making the team? Are you because as a goalie, do they carry two or three goalies? Two, goal, two goalies. And you get a so you're two out of 
and if you're starting, you're one, but you're out of how many people trying to so, be 40, yeah, 50 so, guys? So, you know, back, if I think back to 98 tryouts, we probably had um, maybe 60 athletes try out, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. That's not a big pull. Sure. When 2002, we had over two. We had close to 200. Wow. And it was like 160 athletes, right? So almost double. Um, and then from a training perspective, I mean, just like any other elite athlete. I mean, I don't look like an elite athlete now because I I don't care. But <laughs> back in the day, you know, um, you had to put in the time, man. Yeah. I mean, like you don't you don't uh, you don't want you don't win a gold medal on the ice. I mean, you do technically, but it's really just the you know, the amount of time that you put in off the ice, right? So the, is the commitment, Manny, is it the kind of commitment where you you can't have a job? I mean, how does this? Well, I was just thinking that on the way back, on the way here. Um, you know, sometimes I just think of things that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. If you guys hit the right chord, it just it spits out, right? Yeah. So, But one of the things that I thought about was um, how fortunate I was to do. So in, in the Olympics, you know, you have athletes that are um, need support, right? Because I think we're the only country in the in the world that does not literally get money from the federal government as a as an athlete directly. Yeah. Right? Indirectly we do, but not directly. Mm. Every other country has facilities, yeah. stipends they can yeah. live off. Sure. Of. So in my case, uh, we're Paralympic athletes are slightly different. We're doing the other. We're we're we we have our we potentially have our work um, style in place, and we're trying to be athletes, right? So. So, anyways, make a long story short, um, you got to put the time in, and uh, I had a career, I had a full time career. So I had mm-hmm. a family, four kids, and uh, and then we trained on the side. And and what I was thinking about on the way here was how much I missed. Like I missed a lot of things that the kids sure. were going through, and that's kind of the price you pay yeah. in some aspects, right? So I'm still trying to make up for that till t- 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 today. Yeah. yeah. No, that's why I asked because you, that's uh, it's your life for a period of time, yeah. for a long yeah, period of time. Yeah, you miss a lot of stuff, man. I was just reflecting on all the stuff that I missed. Did you, well, then I'll put you on the spot. Did you consider not going to Italy then in 06? I was, did, yeah. Um, so after we won a gold medal, I was like, do I want to put another four years? I'm like, yeah, I have to. I have to defend this thing. And... Uh, the night that I was playing, so we we almost made it to the medal. We made it to the medal round, and we we were uh, trying to get it obviously back into the gold medal. And we had a controversial play that cost us the game, a penalty shot that wasn't. We didn't have video replay at the time, so if we had it, you oh, know, yeah. it would have been awesome. Yeah. We could have been another gold medal game. But anyway, so we're playing for a bronze against uh, who was it? Was it Germany? Yeah. And the same night that I played. Um, for the bronze, my son was playing a double Banami state championship of, over in Buffalo. And I was checking the score between mm. periods, and my wife was texting me. And that's when I knew, like, yeah, we won a bronze medal. It was good, right? But after that game, I knew, like, I'm done. Like, right. I, 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 was more, I was more into what my kid was doing. Yeah, I was still a professional and still playing the game. But I really, you know, I really was focused on what my son was doing that night, and he won a state title that night. So wow, I was happy for. Wow, Manny, that was Gavin. Yeah, that was Gavin. Manny, yeah. does <clears throat> is there any difference in the level of sportsmanship, regular Olympics, Paralympics? Great well, question. The, the 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 struggle's always been that the Paralympics, not a, not a lot of people know what they are. They don't mm. get the recognition, the the acclaim. You know, when somebody does like our story. It's an amazing story, and, and they're trying to make a movie out of it, and it'll happen. I think it'll happen. We have our 20-year reunion next next year uh, in Boston. But um, Timothy Oliphant can play you. There you go. You. <laughs> but Gosh. to answer your question, I'm brutally honest, no. It, we, you know, it, it's a fight for us, man. Yeah. Like, so 
when you look at an Olympic commercial today, like you see Toyota, you'll see the United States Olympic Committee logo, mm -hmm. right, the flag, and then you'll see the Paralympics, right, and you see the three little swooshes, yeah. three yeah. half circles. A lot of people are like, what is that? Well, it's, it's you know, it, it, it has its own, you know, um, uh, its own motto, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is that it, we're always fighting, man. We're always fighting yeah. for, for that yeah. for that piece of, of the coin, right? Well, it's recognition, of right? It, and it's come a long way. Sure. I mean, think about it. When I was playing my first games in '98, you know, we were just we were just happy to be there. You know, Salt Lake after we won a gold medal, that was a huge infusion. A lot of kids wanted to play sled hockey when they saw that gold mm -hmm. medal game. Uh, USA Hockey wanted to take over the program. Sure, they helped us. USA Hockey, I got to give them credit. They had a vision of us being governed by the national governing body of hockey but they always were kind of like we'll get to you and as soon as you win that gold medal man they want a yeah. piece of the action oh, yeah. you know like hey they brought hats and t-shirts i'm like these this is oh. this is for like this was for like the men's program <laughs> not the, not intended for the yeah. slack but they showed up with boxes and stuff so i gotta give them credit so we're always we're always a step behind uh everything that we've accomplished from a paralympic movement as far as you know being part of the ussoc uh, making sure you know that everybody gets to play, blah blah right, blah. Right. It's always, it's always. Uh, there always has to be a little bit of controversy in there, either a lawsuit or a reminder yeah. that the law <clears throat> is the law and equality is equality. So it's always been a fight. But that you know, we've been fighting with our own disability forever. So I think it's already ingrained that if you tell me no, and I don't think it's right, I'm probably going to fight you on it. Right? Yeah. No. That's wow. You guys should all be salespeople. Um, <laughs> The uh, no, it's but let me ask you one more question, and then, Kitty, you can you can ask Manny some questions. Um, it's been 15 years since you won a medal. Yeah, are you involved? Well, it's been a little longer than that. Oh no, 15 years since and since uh, since the bronze since in Italy. Bronze, yeah, are you involved now with Paralympics? Are you are you, are you considering I, coaching? Are you how do you support? It? So I I I'm not directly involved anymore. So when I was an athlete back in the day, I also was a an athlete board director for USA Hockey. So. Mm -hmm. I gave my time off the ice, you know, with the organization. Uh, even after I retired, uh, did exhibition games, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I did uh, clinics, right? Uh, to this day, maybe not so much do I get on the ice, but once in a, once in a while I do. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes the, you know, the local sled hockey program will have me come out and talk to them or any hockey program will have me, yeah. or any sport program, sure. youth sport program will have me, have me come out and talk to them and just, uh, you know, just try to get them that's right. You do, we should. How do we get a hold of them if you want them for yeah. a public speaker? It'd be I, a great. That's one of my questions. How do we get a hold of you, or how do we find you? Yeah. And then, on top of that, what kind of organizations would you like to get hooked up hooked up with? Oh, sure. That's a great question. So it's really easy to get a hold of me. I have my website. It's uh, mgjr.com. So www. My initials Manny Garrett Jr. Uh, or you can send me a message. I think Instagram's the latest thing I've been using. Manny Fresh underscore MSP. That's right. I got it right here. I had to throw the MSP in there. And then as far as uh, what kind of organization can reach out, it could be anybody. You know, sure. I, I have a lot. I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily consider myself anybody any more special than anybody else. I've just been around the block. I've seen a lot of things around the world. So if I need to come in and talk to some of the youth about life lessons, about sport, sportsmanship, what it means to uh, eventually stop playing sports you know that's that's a that's a big reality yeah. right when you get in a locker room and you're in your your senior year of any sport you're done after that year unless you're going pro or going to college so just to set the expectation set that bar of what it what transitioning from you know playing sports into life is i can i can shed my experience on that yeah well your experience is super valuable thank you yeah 
I, I think anyone would be lucky to have you yeah. speak. Did you did you suffer from any depression after getting out of hockey? Yeah, no, you miss it. I mean, it's it's a different kind of depression. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a, like a professional depression kind of thing. So or? I got a funny story that kind of ties into that. So in 2010, uh, you know, this was what five years retired, uh, or four years, whatever. Uh, I get I get these calls, you know, unknown number. I never answer those calls, and it, it happened for about a week. So one day I'm in the bathroom, and I get the call. And I answer it. And it's the White House. And they're like, hey, Manny Garrett, this is Manny Garrett. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, Mr. O- uh, President Obama would like to have you uh, represent him at the 2010 Winter uh, Olympic Games and Paralympic Games. Can you hold on a minute? I'm like, sure. And I'm, I'm sitting in the stall, man. Like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and so <laughs> so he, he comes on. He's like, Manny, you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy to get a hold of. I'm trying to hit you up for like, <laughs> like Mr. President. Like, it says unknown number. It doesn't say the White House. So I don't, you know, I don't answer yeah, that. Send a text first. Mr. Like, President. <laughs> so he, you're on the I'm, <laughs> toilet. I'm on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the toilet, right? People are shuffling in and out. I'm having a full-blown conversation. Talking to the commander-in-chief. I know. Yeah, so so President Obama's like, hey, I want you to do me a solid. Can you represent us with a, another delegation of a bunch of people, some athletes, some politicians? I just want you to go have fun in Vancouver. I'm like, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Like, he goes, and you get to go to the Paralympics too, wow. so you get to come back. And so they fl- they flew me out in a private jet. And it's I'm coming to your answer. No, I'm, hey, I'm, <laughs> so, take your time. Take time. Yeah, so I'm coming back. Uh, uh, I you know I get in a military. I didn't know military I had a little private like sleek jets. You know, it wasn't like a C-10 where yeah, you're sitting on a yeah, sling. No, yeah. it was a little cool little jet. They fly me up to Vancouver, and I meet the rest of the folks. I mean, and as I've met Chris Yamaguchi a lot, a lot oh, of times. Oh. I, I know her. So she was part of the delegation, and also Bonnie Blair, who was my high school. I mean, I was a kid. I adored her. She was a four four gold medal winner in speed skating. Mm-hmm. So I was like instantly starstruck. You know, starstruck. You know, Bonnie. I get to hang out with Bonnie Blair for a week. And so we we Lucky. just did a, we did a big dog and pony show and there was delegates there was mm. like homeland security yeah. director and ambassadors and yeah. we did we did all the cool stuff we had SUVs we had secret service we would go into restaurants and they'd clear it out for us uh, I met Gretzky before but I met his I never met his wife but anyways so <laughs> as I'm at the games and we went to the gold medal game yeah. uh, U.S. versus Canada where we lost uh, two to one in OT I can't remember the score. It was just a, a, a huge game back. Yeah, yeah. It was U.S. versus Canada. Yeah. I missed the game, you know. And this is able-bodied hockey, right? It's not sled hockey. So I'm like, man, it sucks to be behind. I'm in my head, I'm like, man, it sucks to be on this side of the glass. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then when I went back to the Paralympics, it really hit me hard because I'm sitting. I did some radio broadcasts for the for the Paralympics. Uh, my coach was actually doing radio, so yeah. we would get on and yeah. we'd commentate on every game. And so one day I'm sitting behind the glass after I'm done broadcasting and the guys are skating around, you know, warming up. Yeah. That could be any country, uh, Norway, Japan, and they all know me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they all come over, and they would tap the glass, and they'd be like, you know, they give me a heads up. Or one guy actually went like this, you know, <laughs> and I just like, God, this sucks to be on this side of the glass. I want to be on the other side right, of the glass. Yeah, so, sure. so yeah, I did go through that. You know, you're like, wow, like you know, I really missed the game. But eventually, you kind of, yeah. you know, just grow out of that. Right? Sure. You just like you respect. That you're not the same age, yeah. you don't have this capability. And the sport elevates. The sport keeps going. It keeps evolving. It keeps getting faster and, and strong. You know, athletes get stronger. So, yeah. And, and, and I, I can see why a movie is being talked about. Yes. Because, you, I mean, you were part of that, I mean, essentially pioneer, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah, we were, I was one of lucky, what, 10, 12 guys. I'm going to guess sport. now, 
thousand guys try out? I don't know. I mean, the numbers just keep going up. I, I, well, I don't know. To be honest, I've been removed from that a little bit, but uh, I would imagine it's in the hundreds, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we have we have uh, over close to a hundred club teams now. Yeah. So you have you know you have youth level. Mm-hmm. You also have adult level. Mm-hmm. So I would say the number is is up there. And then uh, you know the other thing I'd like to say is the, the men's program. The slide hockey team has won three gold medals in a row. Wow! So they're they're ever since uh, 2010, uh, oh. just double just doubled by fours. Right? So wow. yeah, so they're they're on a roll right now. So they could potentially be, yeah, they're they're just crazy good right now. Yeah, they're just super crazy good. You know, and you can watch that on NBC Sports now. Sure. So that's another part of the evolution. Now you can watch a sled hockey game, gold oh, medal game on NBC Sports. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Acknowledgement, advocacy. It it happened in uh, Sochi. Sochi. Wow. Sochi. Yeah, it's the first time. So I was like. Why don't they broadcast the other stuff? Why just sled hockey? But they just, I'm not just saying this, but I'd be more interested in sled hockey. Well, yeah. I mean, it's I'm a, not, it's I'm a, not a hockey fan, but that's <clears throat> it. Just people say that when they see it in person, it's just like a bang bang. It's a hockey game. Yeah. People, are, people are hitting each other. That's the vibration. I have a photo. And people are. That's people, a vibration. Looks about right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Manny right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, yeah. I was. Hey, so the, the funny story about that pile up. So we won the gold medal. Rick jumps on me, our coach, and then Chris Mans from Buffalo jumps on me. And he's screaming in my ear, this is my Stanley Cup. And he said that three times. Now, if you don't know the story about Middleton, is he, he was a 14-year season veteran for the Bruins. He yeah. just got his number retired a couple of years ago, yeah. which I had the privilege of going to. But he never won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. He was in the finals, I think, two or three times. Okay. And he's never won it. So for him to yell that, oh, yeah. I was crying because of what yeah. he told me. Yeah, I want to go metal, but I was literally crying because of what he told me. Because sure. I was like, oh, my God. Like, like he equates that moment to... Yeah. to sure. Speaking of your gold medal, yeah. Manny, where is it chilling right now? You know where it is. <laughs> hasn't moved. Same spot. You want to tell them where it is? You go ahead. It's, it's hanging around your rear view mirror. It's in my sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you moved it by now. No, dude, I was just thinking that on the way in. I was like, if Kitty asked that question, it's still there. It's like, still there. Like, and then I started thinking, maybe I should like, you know, hire somebody to make me a special case or something. I want, I want to know what it's, you're doing in the sock drawer. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, I've, hey I've, now, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of friends that, that are Olympic gold medalists and they have their, you know, they have their crap laid out. Yeah. They have like a, you know, I have a caveman out there with all my jerseys and helmets yeah. and, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, but they have like this, like, you know, like this, this just, I don't know what you call it. Uh, just something that's like super, like you a know, memoriam shadow box. Yeah, type of just a thing. like yeah. you know, something something fantastic. And I just like you know, I'm just not drawn to that. Like sure. I just I want to keep my medal in my room and my yeah. you know, I'll take it out on special occasions. You know, you know you want it. That's really yeah, what matters. Yeah, and it's right? there. And people the want to see it. I could, I'll show it them. But I really don't feel like I'm not drawn to having it out displayed and be gaudy and stuff. Just, I'm with yeah. you, my kind of guy. Absolutely, just, keep it just humble. Saying, yeah. Just saying. Well, I think that's that's pretty much all the questions I have. Jason, did you have anything else for Manny? Well, you can I find mean, him at mgjr.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, whiskey or tequila? Lately, it's been whiskey, but my go-to is always tequila. You know, yeah. I've been trying like different whiskeys, like Proper 12. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty decent. Beer or wine? Uh, beer. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more of a tequila and vodka guy right now, so... Will you come back? A yeah, few months? heck yeah, man! I'd love to chat it up with this you guys. Was, this, this was this is one cool. of my favorite episodes so far. Yeah. I can't tell you got, how awesome this was. I got so was. many stories to tell you. I can yeah, tell. I could write a book. Let's he, do it. <laughs> he, could, you know, like Manny could fill in for maybe, me. Maybe, maybe I don't want. He's got write a great a book. voice for radio too. Oh, maybe yeah. I don't want to. Manny, write a you want to fill in for Jason sometime ah, you know, with me? What's yeah. the, you know, let's talk, let's negotiate. Let's negotiate. Let's collaborate, negotiate. We'll get you some power blocks. 
Well, Manny, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you, you guys. You and Kitty are going to dinner now, I think? Yeah, we're, sure we're, we're going to go try a new place yeah. called uh, Colita or whatever. Something told me about it. Somebody told me about it. Dive South bar, Minneapolis. Dive bar karaoke. Divey. You're going South Minneapolis? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's something. You coming, Jason? I just got a notification there's something not good going on in Uptown, so stay away. Oh, no. Mm. Uptown. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're good. I appreciate your time, Manny. Oh, thanks. You. Any, thank I, you for I, having me. You're one of my best friends, man. Thank Kitty. you so much. Yeah, thank you. For and thanks for listening, everybody. Share this uh, around. Great story. Support. To hear. Put subscribe. it on your Facebook, Instagram. TikTok. TikTok. At Power Black Dumbbells. Po- it, yeah, and if you, well, it, if you want to email us podcast. a question, a comment, podcast at powerblock.com. Peace out. Peace out.